Hey guys, welcome back to an all new episode of a pro wrestling podcast with Madden Friends. I am your host, Matthew Kozakowski, and alongside me today is from the Nightmare Factory Showcase number four. His name is Will Perlu. Will, how you doing, man? I'm doing quite all right. How That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I'm, I'm doing great, man. Uh, new year, you know, so I'm trying to stay focused on new opportunities for this year, you know. Um, but yeah, man, I'm really excited to have you on here. I think uh, watching the showcase, like I was telling you before we started, I just have this whole whole feeling that you're going to stand out and you're, you're going to kill it on the indies and any promotion you get signed to in the future. I think you're going to be an absolute incredible superstar, which I'm really excited to see what your future holds for sure. But um, let's get started, man. Let's uh, first talk about your music career. Um, your music, I've, I've listened to it. It's very unique. Um, stuff like that. What kind of, wh- where did you get your inspiration from, from your music? What kind of music were you really into growing up and stuff like that? I mean, everywhere, everything. Uh, I'm not, not the, the entire time I've been alive, but uh, it kind of morphed from, uh, so initially I was I, like, I mean, I think we all started somewhere and I started with Kids Bop. That I, I listened to Kids Bop <laughs> before I heard any 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 real music i suppose um, i got you so a lot of the uh the popular songs from the 2000s uh i heard the kids pop version first okay absolutely i so how old are you by chance i am i just turned 24 earlier 20? Uh, not this month but the, the okay last. well happy belated birthday um yeah, I mean, dude, that's awesome. I've never, out of everybody I've heard, they've never said that they started listening to Kids Bop as their first stop. That's pretty cool. Um, where did you drive your inspiration from to create the music? Because like I said, it's such a unique sound to it. Like, it's nothing like I've really listened to before. So, I mean, I'm really kind of blown away by what you do. So where did you drive your inspiration from? Uh, well, so I really got into metal uh when i was in uh probably middle school um and i mean not that anything i do is directly well it's it's i think it's pretty directly informed by metal but it's not obviously it's not overtly metal Um, and uh so my object throughout high school was to uh find people to enter a band with and eventually uh, do band stuff, you know? Um, But that, but nobody seemed to share any of my interests in high school. So uh, I I went to a a school with a graduating class of a hundred. So it's pretty thin and uh, that goes for its uh, its culture as well. Its culture is pretty thin. Oh, too. for sure, man. For sure. Um, what other, when, when you say that nobody really shared your interests, are you just talking about music in general or are you talking about like pretty much everything? I mean, pretty much everything. Uh, I mean, I wasn't really into wrestling uh, throughout high school. Okay. Uh, but, and, and, I don't know. I mean, I, I often think about how different things would be had someone shared that interest because I, I feel like it would have kept going. So basically, uh, 
I was into wrestling a little bit uh, around 2010 or like 2009 to maybe 2012. Okay. Um, and uh, by that point, everybody had moved on from wrestling, uh, at least where I am. Um, so I was getting into it just as everybody was moving on and uh, naturally um, wrestling became very uncool. Yeah. And uh, I was peer pressured into doing, into finding other things to be interested in. So, yeah. So it's just uh, like, kind of like one of those things where because nobody else liked it, you just stop. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of a bummer, man. I mean, I get it. I mean, where I'm, where I'm from, I mean, wrestling kind of died out a lot too. A lot of people weren't into pro wrestling. I just, uh, it was one of those safety nets for me. So I just kind of continued to watch it and I kind of felt embarrassed to talk about it for a little bit. Like it was one of those things where I didn't want to tell somebody I was into pro wrestling because I would have got made fun of. You know, it's kind of a bummer that people are like that, sadly, but um, certainly with uh, with uh, the top dog being WWE can't ever pronounce that very well. Uh, that, that, it's such a horrible acronym, in my opinion, <laughs> like the, the most difficult it. letter in the alphabet to speak twice in a row. <laughs> WWE. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, now, did you play any sports growing up? Yes, of course. What did you, uh, what did you do? So, uh, I mean, I tried everything at least once. Um, but the, the only things I stuck with were wrestling and uh, soccer. Okay. I didn't stick with soccer forever, but I was like both I did for – well, I think soccer I did for like exactly 10 years or 11 years or something like that. Um, and then I did wrestling for almost that amount. Like I, from the year that I started to the year that I finished, like it was a total of 10 years, I believe. Okay. But I, but there were years within that time span where I don't think I wrestled, which were earlier on, like before middle school, I believe. Cause I started wrestling in first grade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if that really counts, but uh, yeah, I think it counts, man. I think any sport you play, depending, it doesn't matter what time. I mean, t-ball counts, you know, so <laughs> I get it for sure. Um, so you have a little bit of an amateur background, so um, that's pretty awesome. I uh, was there any reason you decided, hey, I'm gonna stop doing this now, or was it you just burnt out? Uh, it was a bit of both, I guess, because, uh, I mean, obviously my interest was primarily music, or at least music took over at some point. Um, and, like, I mean, I was pretty good at wrestling. Like, I wasn't amazing by any means. Um, so, but, like, I, I, I knew that I was, I had some talent with music. Yeah. Um, and that, uh, ultimately that would be, I mean, that I could do that forever. I can't yeah. wrestle forever. So it, it, uh, it was the natural progression. Oh, for uh, sure, man. Run from wrestling and, and focus on music and music. Yeah, no, I get things. Absolutely. Uh, uh, do you still do music now? 
I, I mean, I'm trying. I haven't made anything in a while. I, I think my last release was earlier in 2021. Okay. Uh, it, was, it was something I had made in 2020. Um, I don't know. I mean, I was working a lot of hours in 2020. Gotcha. And just found it really hard to find the time to make music. No, I get it, man. Especially, you know, now doing the pro wrestling stuff, you know, I, the juggle probably is a little more trickier too, for sure. Um, now you said you got back and you got into wrestling probably around 2009, you know, between 2009, 2012. Um, who were some of your favorites that you enjoyed watching? Well, I mean, CM Punk, of course. Obviously. Like, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how it's, uh, I don't know who like if there are many candidates for uh favorite wrestlers for anybody around that time uh but i feel like i mean i mean he cm punk i can't think of too many people within that time period that had a stronger career oh for sure like for sure ever since he turned well i mean really since he arrived in the company uh he had a solid run but uh ever since he turned heel and and what was it i mean maybe it was 2008 could be wrong i think maybe 2008 2009 around there yeah yeah ever since that happened i think i started watching uh either in late 2008 or uh sometime in 2009 so i don't think i saw his heel turn live but i don't know it, i i just it's i'm just i'm very familiar with it so i have no idea at this point if uh if I actually saw it live, but, uh, it inspires me. Very oh, much. for sure, man. For sure. Um, now do you remember the first live event you ever went to? So I've only been to two so far in my entire life. Really? Uh, I don't remember. I remember like, I remember that it was, a, the first one was a Monday night raw, but I don't remember anything that happened on it. <laughs> Oh man, that's yeah. I mean, Raw is one of those things where like it's a hit and miss with moments for sure, you know, hands down. Um, now when you got into the Nightmare Factory, how was how was it leading into that? When did you like what was that thing where you were like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go into the Nightmare Factory, I'm gonna try to sign up for it. Uh, what was that whole experience like for you? Uh, all right, so uh I mean, I think it starts, the, the story starts back uh, in late 2019 because that's when I rediscovered wrestling because I, I saw AEW was going to be a thing on TV. I was like, all right, that, that's good for wrestling, I guess. But then I saw <laughs> that, like, I noticed Cody Rhodes and, and I was like, I, I know that guy. And then I, I don't know who else I saw, but, like, I saw enough people to be intrigued the same way that I was intrigued when I first like realized TNA was a thing. I mean, I, I watched the, the probably the most unfortunate era of TNA, but <laughs> TNA, I, I think so too, probably. Uh, but yeah. Um, so it was just a casual interest at first when I got back into it. Um, I don't I couldn't tell you when exactly I, I started to fall in love, but it very much uh, went that way. 
and uh, I mean, I, so uh, in early 2020, I was, um, all right, I did stuff for the police academy. Okay. I very much <laughs> regret that and very glad that I didn't go through with that. Um, I, I, I was like going in thinking I was going to be a t- detective and, and like change, uh, change people's minds about uh, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's not possible. They're, they're a whole union of uh, predominantly conservative white men. So not really anything that one person can do anything about. Oh, for sure. Uh, so uh, because we had to do physical tests, I had to get back in some sort of shape. Uh, so I, I had never like actually been to a gym and never like lifted weights uh, up until that point. So that's when I started uh, working out for real. Um, and I, I mean, not that I didn't work out like uh, in other, uh, during other times in my life, like when yeah. I was wrestling and such, uh, but I, I didn't lift like that and I had no concept of nutrition. So uh, obviously I, I had to figure out how to get bigger. And uh, <laughs> so, um, and I found the answer simply enough is to eat more, to eat a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I eventually, like over the course of however many months, worked myself up to uh, 5,000 calories. And uh, I maintained that pretty much until I, uh, I went to camp. Um, but I think it was probably... Um, like early to mid 2020 when I started thinking like maybe I could do this um and I I mean it's probably it was probably a just a thing of like oh it could be fun uh but um eventually I like I realized that this was an avenue for like I mean it wasn't just fun like this was a or this could be a real, uh, like, I mean, it's wrestling is, is probably the most underrated art form in my opinion. Uh, and art has been a fixture of my entire life. So, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's, it makes sense. And like, I've, I've missed being able to do stuff athletic things like I have a lot of energy and I have uh the ability so like why I mean I could be using it you know yeah um, and so like it, I I thought like this is a a medium that in which I can use like everything that I'm good at um and uh yeah, so I was like, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep on getting bigger, and then next year, I'm going to find somewhere to train. Um, oh, for sure. I don't know when Nightmare Factory, when that rebranding happened or whatever, but uh, uh, 
Yeah. I mean, it felt like I was thinking about it for a while or I knew of, of the factory for a while. Um, but I, I, it definitely, uh, like the, the reason I made the decision to go there and not anywhere else is because they had the, the showcase and I have no idea. Uh, I mean, I, I don't do my research like that, gotcha. but, but I, uh, I don't know of any other schools that have something like that and something that's, that exists like that um, on YouTube and such. Uh, and I figured like, I mean, that's the best option because that's certainly a lot more exposure than it seems like other schools provide. Oh, for sure. And plus you're, you're being taught or at least being surrounded by, uh, guys associated with the second biggest company in the world. So. Oh, absolutely. No, I get that for sure, man. And you know, like, like I've told a lot of the other guys who I've had on my show from the showcase, uh, or from the nightmare factory, like it's awesome to see what you guys do, um, getting trained in the nightmare factory and having those showcases to kind of give you that spotlight. Um, it gives you guys an opportunity for people to be like, that person's going to have it. That person might not, but it gives you that whole idea of what the future is going to look like. And I think it's absolutely incredible. Um, now you're, I told you when we had our chats in, in text, like, the confidence you had, man, is one in a million. Like you can just tell you were so comfortable, comfortable in that situation. I don't know if you felt it inside you, but you could tell you were just comfortable. And like, I looked at you and I'm like, dude, this dude has to have had wrestling experience before this. Like that's how comfortable you seem. Um, and then when you told me that was your first match, I was kind of really impressed because I was like, yeah, dude, if this is just the beginning, beginning, this dude's going to go places. Um, now your resemblance to John Moxley, we've talked about that physical wise, physical appearance wise, it's uncanny. I think it's ridiculously uncanny, but the confidence and the swagger you have reminds me of so much, like I said to you, a William Regal or a John Moxley in the past, there's something about you that you just carry yourself. And I'm like, dude, this dude's going to be a badass. Um, what was it like? Cause I know you've said that you've been told by a couple people, you kind of resembled John Moxley. What does that feel to you? More than a couple, first of all. <laughs> gotcha. Very well more. Uh, I just forgot the question. <laughs> what is, what does it feel like, uh, getting told you re- remind people of John Moxley? What does it feel like? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It's so I like John Moxley. Uh, I wouldn't say he's like an all-time favorite or anything like that. Um, and I'd rather not be compared to, to anyone, frankly. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I guess if I were to be compared uh, to someone, uh, uh, like the type of wrestler that Moxley is is not the most ideal because uh, he's not uh, like, I like him as a personality. I like him as a promo, as a character, etc. cetera. Uh, and I generally like him in the ring, but I, the, his style, like him as, as like the brawler type um, and the, the death match guy and all that. 
um, like there is a stigma attached to Moxley that um, uh, I'm not so much into, or like, not that I'm not into it, but like, I'm not into people calling me or like referring to me as, as a young Moxley uh, <laughs> because uh, there are uh, a number of things attached to that uh, in my mind that are less favorable than uh, like other baggage that c- would come along with like, I don't know, uh, a Bret Hart or a Stone Cold or something. Oh, I get you for sure. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, when I look at you, like I don't see a brawler type, I see a technical and I see a submission type wrestler. I, I get that vibe right off the bat by watching you. Um, you know, you could just tell like you're more comfortable in those bases. Uh, would you kind of express yourself in those kind of, features or what kind of wrestler would you say you are well i mean matt wrestler i suppose uh technical wrestler is fine but i do have a pretty uh uh love hate kind of relationship with technical wrestling because it's it's a big thing in wrestling right now like technical wrestling is a big deal but I don't feel like a lot of technical wrestling has as much value as, as people place on it. And that's, that's not on like, uh, that's not on guys like Danielson or anything like that. Cause Danielson's is, is one of the best, if not the best in my opinion in the world right now. Oh, absolutely. He's put on banger after banger in AEW ever since he's arrived. I mean, Dude is just a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah, for sure. Um, But at the same time, there are a lot of technical guys that I feel uh, are just doing stuff to do stuff. You know, I mean, there's a lot of that in wrestling, in my opinion. And I want, I would like less of that generally. I mean, the guys who are good at, at just doing stuff, they're, they're fine to exist, but like uh, there could be a, a cleansing of, of the lesser people who just do stuff. Um, so a lot of technical wrestling, in my opinion, is, is just very flashy for, for no reason, like unnecessarily te- technical. Um, and I think that's... Uh, is one of the many things that uh, is seems to be like warping people's perception of, of wrestling. Because uh, technical wrestling isn't just like advanced submission holds and uh, complex pinning predicaments or anything like that. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, not, not gonna make plans right here and right now, but I, I would like to... Uh, eventually um, find myself in a place where I can kind of be the opposition to technical wrestling um, okay. in some form or another. Well, you'd love to see it, man. I mean, so you want to be your own style for sure. Like no, no real labels. You just want to be your own style. Interesting. You use the word real because that's, that's a, a quality I'd like to uh, bring back to, wrestling 
a little. We bit. would love to see that. Yes. <laughs> um, now your gear and stuff. Did you, was that something you pictured as as your gear? Or was it just something you kind of threw together at once, and you're going to kind of develop as you go? Uh, well, I I am and probably the worst procrastinator. <laughs> uh, is why I've had one match so far has everything to do with that. Um, and uh, yeah, so the gear was, was very much a, a last minute thing. It was like, uh, I mean, going into the camp, I, I didn't really have a clue like what was going to go on with that. Uh, I thought maybe like since they have connections to AW that they'd have uh, the, their gear maker do some stuff for us. Yeah. But uh, that was not the case. No. Nah. Um, <laughs> and um, over the course of the camp, I mean, I don't know, maybe I had an idea of this beforehand, but like, uh, I don't think I'm going to do anything too crazy with the gear, at least for a while. Like um, until I come into money or, or a, a cushy contract or whatever. Um, I think uh, plus like, I don't know, there's a lot of, of uh, minutia about a uh, gear that I'm not crazy about. Um, I definitely uh, prefer myself a, uh, a simple approach. Um, I don't know if I could go like as simple as no knee pads and all that. <laughs> Safety first, right? <laughs> yeah, I get it, man, for sure. Like just like regular black trunks and stuff like that, kind of simple, right? And I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know if I want to stick with black necessarily, but uh, I do want just a, a solid color trunk, ideally. Gotcha. Um, I do feel that the, the gear I use for the showcase is, is, is very, uh, I mean, I, th I thought it was cool when I got it, but I, I do feel like it's a little bit sterile. Like, I, I don't know how to, like, it's, it's all very shiny and stuff. And I, I don't know. I don't know how else to, to put it, but like something about it just. Uh, so you weren't the biggest fan of the gear. I mean, I, I like it and I'll use it. Um, until I figure out something else. Gotcha. But, uh, and I, I think I, I looked good in it. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it looked perfectly fine. I think, you know, it, it looked, you know, I watched the first couple showcases and a lot of them were just wearing jeans and a T-shirt. And I'm like, okay, like, I get it, man. You know, but I want to see gear. I, I, I think the look of a pro wrestler with actual gear is phenomenal. And watching this showcase, a lot of you guys had gear and I'm like, you know, there was a couple that stood out. And like I said, you were the one that stood out the most to me. And uh, I was like, dude, the, the way this guy looks like just everything about it. Incredible. So I, I, I love the attire. I thought it was absolutely awesome. Um, I just was interested to see if you would change anything about it or, you know, uh, kind of go a different route at all. Uh. Well, I do think that uh, I like if I would do anything custom, that I'd do custom boots. Because uh, I, I don't like the idea of 
of having i like the idea of having like generic gear but also but not like uh gear that's like where you know where it came from um or something like that like i'm yeah, uh, I, I get you. My, my boots uh what is it uh i i got them from like prowrestlingboots.com or whatever it's called um and uh one of my coaches uh asked me where i got my gear um and when i was like going down my body um i before i got to the boots he, he stopped me and he was like i know where those boots are from because i have the same ones <laughs> all right now i need to get new boots (laughs) i get it i get it like it's one thing to have to have black trunks uh which are are shared by plenty of wrestlers um but a completely other thing to have the uh the exact same uh generic boots as somebody else oh no for sure sure like uh, it would it would be less common for somebody to have uh, the uh, the the gold boots, the all gold with the extra sparkle and whatever. Uh, but uh, I guess not. I that wasn't my first choice either. Uh, I would have gone with uh, with like a uh, dark green and black, uh, like an earthy green. But they didn't. Uh, I I was looking through the options and they didn't have it. They they had it pictured, but they didn't have it listed. I don't know, like what's going on there. That's kind of a bummer. So maybe that's something. Maybe that's like worth a custom job. Yeah, I mean down the road type thing. Yeah, but I I like ultimately find something where, uh, like maybe it's it's just a. Uh, a color or something like that's that is associated with me like the way that danielson used to wear uh the uh the dark red and all that oh yeah yeah no, absolutely in dark red absolutely yeah. no i uh i think that would be cool i mean i don't know how the are you are you one of those wrestlers that want to kind of color coordinate the uh trunks with the boots or does it matter to you not so much. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really like uh, having. I mean, in general, like outfit-wise, uh, I don't think it's worth. I don't. I don't think the idea of. of I mean, I, I'm fine with color coordinating, generally, but like, but not so direct. I guess, like, if my shoes are a particular shade of, I don't know, uh, like brown then my shirt can't be anywhere near that same shade. It can be brown, but not that shade. Right. <laughs> I get it for sure. Oh. Um, now being your first match though, um, being your first training and stuff like that, what was it like to take your first couple bumps? Mm. Uh, so the, our very first day, uh, if, if I'm allowed to like disclose this, but uh, um involved uh basically like us walking up to the ring um saying our name and something about ourselves uh and and then stepping into the ring and taking our first bump um just a flat 
back bump, a standard back bump. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I said a few things about myself, including a, uh, I, I came out uh, as, as pansexual at the camp. Gotcha. Um, which was, I mean, it, I don't know, like it wasn't, um, I, I don't know if I would really consider it like my, my first time doing so, uh, but like, cause I, I had never been like closed off about that. Um, but, uh, I'd never also like told a, a group of people or anything like it, like Twitter didn't know that. Um, well, I commend you on being open about it because a lot of people kind of are afraid of being who they are. And I commend you on being open on that. And that's such an awesome thing, man. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, like a lot of people aren't in a a position, uh, like mine to like, just feel comfortable doing that. Uh, cause I, I have like a pretty good idea of like who my family and friends are. Yeah. Um, and I, I knew that, uh, they'd be open to that. Um, and yeah, but, uh, that's not the point here, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I stepped in the ring and I, I threw myself back at the mat. I attacked the mat and, uh, I, I wondered if I, I really, like, there was, there's a moment where I was like, do I really want to do this? <laughs> Cause like that was one bump. Uh, and I was I wasn't in, in like good enough shape. I wasn't like banged up or anything previously. I didn't have in- injuries. I've barely been injured throughout my life. Like, and I don't have any any migraines or anything. And and I took that bump and like felt it uh, like in my head and neck. And yeah. I, I mean, I felt nothing in my back, which was wonderful, I guess. Uh, but the head and neck. Um, very uh vital parts of the body did you smack it i didn't smack it no i i've i've never had uh so like they encourage you to uh to like tuck your chin and everything yeah to prevent the head from going back uh but i've i've never really had to think about that like it's it's just instinctual that if i fall back i'm gonna like my head's automatically gonna bounce back yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna hit the mat i mean that's what it was for me when do when i when i trained because i i trained to be a pro wrestler too uh you know they they wanted us to take a bump they wanted us to take a walking bump so you start in the corner by the you know by the ring post and you walk towards the middle and you just fall back and uh i went to fall back and my hands didn't hit the mat first my head just smacked the shit out of it and I ended up with a really severe concussion and they were like, yeah, uh, it's just probably not going to be best for you to continue to try. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. I give you guys so much credit, especially when a lot of people can't just take a walking bump, you know, let alone getting power bombed or pile drove or anything like that. It's very scary. So what you guys do is absolutely incredible. Um, Like towards the end of camp, I got, I think a little bit too comfortable with the mat because like, (laughs) I was getting Samoan dropped and just kind of letting my head hit. And like, I got bulldogged and, and went head first and such. Um, so yeah, a little, a little too comfortable towards the end, but I, I, I think I fixed that. Um, but I, I very much understand why uh, and why and how people get hurt like that. 
Oh yeah, for sure. And it, it's, it's nervous for sure. I mean, being in that ring and seeing how they set it up and stuff. I mean, you literally have boards under that mat, you know, wooden boards. And, you know, if you don't do it right, man, you're going to get seriously hurt. And anybody who talks shit about pro wrestling obviously has never tried to do what you guys do. So I give you guys a lot of credit for that. Um, now let's talk about the showcase itself. Um, you went against uh, Demarcio James, and what I believe, what I've heard a couple people say, was match of the night. The announcers even said that they thought that this matchup between the two of you was going to be one of the most potential match of the nights. Um, what was it like being in the ring with Demarcio? I mean, you could tell you guys had chemistry together right off the bat in that ring, and being your first match, obviously, you guys had to do work behind the scenes a little bit to kind of get comfortable, but. What was that like to you being in the ring first match um, on pr live programming? Let's say that, you know, obviously it wasn't live. It's YouTube, but it was, it was a great match. I thought it was absolutely incredible. I thought it was match of the night. What was that experience like for you? Uh, I don't know if I have like too much to say about it. Cause I, I just kind of went in there and it happened. I, I didn't really, feel much i didn't really think too hard about anything um but i guess the most important thing is that uh i'm completely unlike any performance of any kind that i've ever had uh i i wasn't nervous um and you could tell man you could tell the confidence you just did not feel like you did not belong you felt like you belonged yeah i mean uh, maybe like in hindsight, uh, like I'm just not like it's it's a little blurry and like I'm not remembering exactly how I might have felt, but like I I definitely don't remember, uh, like I mean at least like the the whatever feeling I had was was nothing like uh, anything I'd experienced in performances previously because I go into a like every other performance. Uh, thinking like what's going to go wrong oh for sure <laughs> that's that's been the trend or like i mean i've come away from previous performances um like hating pretty much everything um and uh it's it's definitely uh uh a change of pace to uh to come away from a performance and not hate it. In fact, love it. <laughs> like, and it helps that everybody's reassuring me, but like at the same time, I was reassured after my previous performances and uh, that didn't help at all. Like I, I was, nothing could stop me from hating the things that I've previously done. Um, but that's everything. I mean, nothing was... I mean, this, like, it, it just, everything about uh, the, the showcase proved to, to me that, like, I'm making the right decision um, because uh, I, I loved what I did and I, I wasn't shaking in my boots. Uh, For sure. So, um, I mean, I just, at like this point, I, I can't imagine doing anything else. Uh, and I say that as, as I'm like taking my sweet time 
with uh, trying to find places to work and such. Hey man, you want to, you want to try to make sure it's the right fit. So I get it. You don't want to just jump in to jump in, you know, especially being so fresh, you want to make sure you're doing it the right way to kind of get yourself to keep going, you know? So I get it for sure. Um, there was a spot in that match and I've always wanted to ask somebody this and I figured I got you on here. I'm going to ask you, um, being lifted up for a suplex in the middle of that match, you hit him with a knee on the top of his head and then inside or did a inside cradle. Um, now let me ask you to get your knee up there. I should say down um, to get it up like that. How, when you have the blood rush into your head, how is it to focus on trying to do something like that? I'm, I'm not thinking about that. I mean, like it's, it's, it's different when you're in the ring versus like even training. Like when I'm uh, especially in, in regards to uh, the pain, like when I am uh, training, like if, if somebody hits a, uh, a belly to back, I'm going to feel that. Uh, but uh, if somebody, I mean, DeMarcio, hit me with a, a, a deadlift, like one arm, basically power bomb out of my finisher that, that am I allowed to swear here? Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That fucking guy. <laughs> you, you ruined my moment. I, I had that in the bag and you know, what a loser too. Like he didn't even win with it. <laughs> he, all that effort for nothing. I mean, like he did win, but he had to cheat to win, man. Low blow. You know, that's oh man. So that arm bar, that arm bar is your finisher. Yeah. Now there are you to do to improve it. Like I realized that uh I mean, for one, I I and uh on a couple different occasions I I just like I was too wrapped up in the moment and forgot the whole point of the submission, which is to lock the joint. Um but yeah, uh, I, um, I've never seen somebody do that submission before and I've never seen anybody set it up like that at the very least. Yeah. So I figured like, uh, that was, uh, a, a, uh, solid choice for a finish. Now, do you have a name picked out for it yet or not? Uh, I mean, it could always change, but uh, I I was thinking uh, the the quote unquote, which is uh, the the opening track off of the self titled Mr. Bungle debut album. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I <laughs> I have no reason for for choosing that name other than the fact that I I love the song. Absolutely, uh, I get it. And love the band. I get it for sure. Um, now we've talked about the baby face heel thing through our conversations a little bit too. Um, you were obviously the pure baby face in that match. You know, the fans were chanting for you through the match, stuff like that. Um, would you ever see yourself turning into a heel down the road or would you prefer to be a baby face your entire career? I mean, during the match, I was, I was very tempted. I mean, I don't know about so much during the match, but like, prior to the day that it happened um i was really feeling like uh like a double turn was going to happen at the showcase <laughs> cuz uh 
I mean, looking at DeMarcio and like knowing that he's he's has wrestled for a little bit now as a babyface. Um like and and there are people who probably were were very invested in him going in um or people who just were interested in seeing him wrestle for the first time if they hadn't seen him on YouTube or whatever. Um so like meanwhile I had I had basically no one or at least it, it seemed like that. Yeah. Um, like I had, I had family and friends and that's it. Uh, no one, no one really knows about me. <laughs> um, and, and I don't think anybody was excited cause I was, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too, uh, too harsh on myself. But, I was going to uh, say that, man. I feel like you're a little too harsh on yourself, you know, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't feel, I mean, part of the reason why I, I thought like, initially uh going the bad guy route was uh, a good idea um was because like i i just figured that uh people would not respond to me uh as positively as as like other people yeah Um, and like i don't i don't think i have uh quite the uh I don't have I don't think I have the good guy look um I don't necessarily feel like I have the good guy personality maybe I have the good guy politics but that's about it <laughs> um, yeah man I mean just the swagger you have walk into that ring I just I instantly I thought you were going to be the heel in that match yeah I was like yeah dude just this vibe like you, you, you're an awesome dude. I, I love talking to you. I think this is an awesome conversation. You're real, you're genuine, um, which is very refreshing to me. Um, but the, the, the swagger you had walking in that ring, man, I'm just like, dude, this dude's going to be a breakout heel. I guarantee it. I feel it. And then you were a baby face in that match. And I was like, I can picture him being a badass heel though. I guarantee it. One of these days he's going to turn heel and it's going to be fantastic. And I think it works perfectly for you. Yeah, but as I was saying, like I, I before I walked in there, I was like, uh, I mean, I had no faith in myself as a babyface. I, I don't like knowing what under like I feel like I have a good understanding of what works in wrestling, like, um, in regards to, uh, I mean, what the what how how the fans respond to things and uh, and what. Uh, is designed for what kind of reaction. Um, and uh, I just didn't feel like I could make it happen as a good guy. But they and they insisted that uh, that I be a good guy. And I, I'm very grateful that they did because uh, it, I mean, they pushed my uh, limits, I guess. Like they, like now, after that match, I, I feel like I could uh, get over as a good guy. Uh, whether I want to is, is a, um, a, another question, but uh, it, it definitely, uh, like I thought I was just incapable of, of being the, the hangman Adam Page type. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean that that match that match gave me uh gave me faith in the idea that maybe I could. 
Um, and, but, but prior to it, uh, I was really, I was really feeling like walking in there and halfway through, uh, the match just being like, come on now. <laughs> it, like, you know, you want to cheer this guy, right? You don't, you don't want to cheer me. And I could, I, easily, I could easily just, uh, just pull his hair right now and, <laughs> into the exposed buckle and such you could have capitalized on that low blow man you could have you should have <laughs> it, it was a good match though I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic match of the night in my opinion um and i i believe a lot of other people did feel the same way i've, I've seen comments and stuff like that and i think a lot of people did feel that vibe that you guys just had that pure chemistry in that ring um, and I think we would love to see you guys go one-on-one again. Uh, I mean, I think, I think it helps that we, uh, we, uh, we're living together basically for uh, the, the three months and, uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. I'm going to get him back one day. <laughs> Is that why you guys don't live together anymore? That low blow? <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, so do you, I know you said you're a procrastinator, but do you have any prospects of upcoming matches that you might be doing soon? No clue. No clue, man. Well, we got to get you on TV. We got to get I'm, you somewhere soon. I'm going to be honest. I have I've no idea what I'm doing. Like maybe it's just that I'm, uh, I'm too new to this, but I have, I have no idea. I was hoping to learn something about this, about getting bookings and such in wrestling school. But uh, it turns out that's not what wrestling school is about. So we'll definitely we'll definitely look into trying to get you somewhere soon. Um, there's companies out there that I would love to see you at Pro South Wrestling for sure. Um, that that uh, my friend Josh Breezy from the Nightmare Factory Showcase Number One, he uh, worked for Pro South a little bit. He actually got me into them, and you see so many cool wrestlers coming in there. I think that'd be a promotion where you would really excel at for sure um where's that one i believe if i'm not mistaken georgia but i'm not too too sure where it's from i just i know it's on like the one side of the border i don't i'm bad at geography and shit uh, are you familiar with any promotions uh any decent promotions in the uh the pennsylvania new york new jersey area I do not, but I will do my research. We'll, we'll get you there, man. I'm going to get you there. We're going to get you there together. I, uh, I do my research on new promotions all the time. Obviously, being a podcaster, I have to, you know, and there's so many. I've talked about this with so many wrestlers. There's so many organizations out there in this world. It's so hard to just keep following every single thing. But you find new wrestlers and you find new promotions and it just kind of sticks. So. We're going we're gonna to do our research here for you. We're going to get you somewhere very soon. Um, I, I Pro wrestling is my entire life. I've watched it since I've been 13, no, probably 12 years old, 11. I don't know. 2003, I started watching it, and I never looked back. Um, even, even after people tried to bully me out of it, I just never, never looked back. Pro wrestling was my saving grace for my depression, everything like that, and I, uh, I learn new promotions every single, every single month, every single day. So there's something new out there and I'll, I'll make sure I find something for Pennsylvania. We're going to, we're going to see, uh, 
will in 2022 for sure. But uh, is there anything specific that you're looking forward to doing in pro wrestling within the next five years? In the next five years, I mean, I feel like I have to get started first to uh, to have a clue as to what five a five year uh, the first five years of wrestling career could look like. Uh, but uh, I mean, what do you want to do in this next year? obviously you want to wrestle is there anything specific in the next year you want to accomplish i mean i'd love the world like i'd love to be on top of wrestling in a year but like it's not realistic and and i i I feel like i have a hard time uh considering realistic possibilities yeah Uh, but uh I'd love to like, just at the very least find like sort of a home base promotion um, that's willing to, uh, uh, if not make me a top guy, uh, uh, then like just have trust that I will be a top guy. Oh, for sure. Like, I, I just want to be treated like uh i believe i should um i i don't think like i may be a rookie to some but i i feel like i have more of a clue uh like maybe this is this is gonna like light a fire or whatever but uh i feel like i have a bit more of a clue than uh some of my peers uh like i don't know Maybe it's it's just a Gen Z thing, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like I I don't feel like I don't feel like a lot of wrestlers right now have it or get it, um, and I, I don't like claiming that I do, that I I have it or get it, but uh, I mean. You just have a theory of what pro wrestling needs. Yeah. I, I, uh, I just think, uh, I mean, when I, when I thought that this could be a thing I might do, uh, the, I mean, the, the whole reason, uh, that I went through with it, uh, was because I thought I could do it better than some of the people who are doing it on a like major network and such. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I'm quite on, on that level yet, but I also think a lot of people on, on those networks are not on that level yet. So uh, um, even if I'm not like uh, at the level I want to be, I know I'm going to get there. Um, and I know that I'm at least already ahead of uh, a lot of people because there's, <laughs> there's a lot of bad wrestling out there. Oh, yeah. And, and you could just tell by the one match you had, man, you just have such a pure art form. It, it just seems real. It doesn't seem like you're trying to be too flashy. You're trying to be something you're not. It just seems real. And that's what we need back in pro wrestling. So 
I, uh, I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. I think it's going to be an awesome career ahead of you for sure. I want to take uh, the, this moment to, to shout out Baron Black, though, because he uh, was the agent for our match. And he was also uh, next to QT, uh, probably the, uh, the coach I, I learned the most from and trusted the most. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm sure that our match would have been good regardless, but like, I think he definitely helped us take it to the next level. And uh, I mean, I, I just couldn't go without mentioning him. Absolutely. Because of that. Absolutely. I, did, I didn't know you guys had different producers. I thought the head trainers were the ones that were producing the matches. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Baron Black, I think, is a fantastic wrestler as well. And I think a lot of people underappreciate what he does in that ring. I will say, though, uh, that uh, Dark, him wrestling on Dark, does not do him justice. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> Because I, I, I like my, com- my opinion of him completely changed when I met him and when he started coaching us. Like, it, I, I'm not gonna go into like detail about that, but it, it's a, it was a pretty wild uh, change for me. Oh, uh, no, no, for sure, man. And, and it, it's crazy to me because it is, and I've had guys on AEW Dark come on my show and we've talked about it. Uh, JT Dunn, one of the most top independent pro wrestlers. My, one of my favorites of all time on the indie scene was on AEW dark. And you know, what they do is, yeah, they showcase and kind of get people like the name out there a little bit more for other people to see like who they are and stuff like that, which is something I appreciate because there's so many wrestlers I did not know existed until dark or dark elevation. Um, And then watching their matches outside of that, you're like, dude, this dude can really go, Um, you know, dark and dark elevation does not do some of these wrestlers justice for sure, but it kind of gives them that whole foundation where people could be like, all right, this dude has a cool look and I feel like he can go and you can watch them and see like Baron black, for instance, like, yeah, he might not have had the best record on dark or elevation. You know, he's lost probably every single match that he's had on there, but dude is actually an excellent wrestler an incredible wrestler. um, And who just started his own thing with Jonathan Gresham. So I can't wait to see what that, you know, that whole thing is. And he's about to wrestle for the ROH world title against Bandito. Like you, you can't be a, a crap wrestler and have a high profile match like that. Baron Black is not a crap wrestler by all means. He's absolutely incredible. Yeah. But uh, no, man, I, I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. I, like I said, I, I really pictured it and I seen it in my head, man, first match I thought was absolutely incredible and you're just only going to get better. And I think it's going to be a great career for you. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Do you want to tell the fans where they can find you at on Twitter? I know you don't have Instagram. We've talked about that. Um, do you want to tell the fans where they can find you at on Twitter? At Schmiffwell. It's uh, it's spelled S C H M I F F W I L L. Absolutely. Will, I appreciated you coming on the show. I appreciated you taking the time to come chat. I appreciated hearing your story and stuff like that, man. Probably the most real and honest conversation I've had yet, and I, I thought it was pretty awesome to do. So I appreciate you coming on the show, brother. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Guys, this has been episode two of season two of a pro wrestling podcast with Matt and friends. 
I'll be back next week with Callan Delaney. It's going to be another awesome show. I'll see you guys then. Thanks, Will. Thank you.